welcome. We're back. Episode two. Who didn't think there'd be an episode two? Raise your hand. All right, put I, your I, hand. I didn't know. <laughs> but we, put your fuck. But, put your fucking hands down. We don't want to see them. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. We have goals, okay? And we want to make <laughs> podcasts. That's one of our goals. So here we are. We made it. Episode two. We made it. Booyah. On today's episode, this week's, I don't know, we don't really have a normal time frame because it's podcasting. So on this episode, um, we're going to be discussing uh, our top five favorite movie badasses, the five women and the five men. And then we will tell you which ones are streaming on Netflix and hopefully we'll hit some things that you'll think, oh man, awesome, that's on Netflix, I didn't even know that, or on Hulu or the other streaming services. But we're going to talk about our top five badasses. Top five badasses. But um, anyway, that first episode is behind us, um, which feels good. Brian, what are your thoughts on the first episode that we made? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I was, I was nervous. Um, obviously, I don't have a background in radio. Um, and those, those shortcomings were on full display. For sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good to get it behind us. And I'm glad that uh, it is behind us <laughs> after listening to it. You know, I I, I feel like it could have gone a lot worse. And I'm, I'm jacked for, for episode two. I think that's a fair way to say it. Um, I was really um, humiliated because I had to listen to it over and over with some editing. You know, I was editing some stuff out of there because we did go way off the deep end a couple times and then also <laughs> and then also we had technical difficulties because we were doing it with the service that nobody should ever use it's called zencaster never ever ever use it um yeah yeah it's horrible that's some whack-ass that's some whack-ass bullshit that's some, stay away that's from that. horrible if that's if some, you're an up and if you're an up-and-coming <laughs> podcaster stay the fuck away from zencaster yeah Zen, it will it, it will do nothing but let you down yeah zencaster <laughs> just Zencaster just takes your dreams and then makes them sound like they're underwater on a shortwave radio. Yeah, it, <laughs> and it uh, treats them. It treats them like that printer on uh, Office Space at the end of the movie where they just yeah. go fucking nuts on it. Yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's made. It's made by like some Ivy League frat boys that were probably raised in total opulence, and then. And then they went to their and then they went to their Ivy League school and they thought that they had this really great idea, but then they, they didn't realize how difficult it would be to achieve. And then um, and then after that they went and um, like gave themselves alcohol enemas and shit. Right? They do that, don't they? Don't frat boys do that? They drink bottles of wine up their ass. I you know I didn't I didn't go to college, but I could only imagine the shit that goes on. I read a uh, I read an, I didn't go to college either, but I read an article about that. <laughs> No kidding. Dude. Alcohol animal? Yeah, dude. yeah, it's for that's real. A, that's a thing? It's a real thing, dude. <laughs> I, I read an article about it because uh, uh, I live in Chico, and Chico State is here, which is known well known for its binge drinking and alcohol deaths. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, what a thing to be known for. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, they have a decent engineering <laughs> program, too. But, you know, mostly it, it's known for uh, that. And um, there was an article that came out that was actually about, um, like, bottles of wine up your ass and how, you know, because you have so many, I mean, that's like a really thin membrane that goes straight to your bloodstream. And so these people are, like, getting alcohol poisoning and shit from that. <laughs> it's 
that crazy? Wow, isn't that? And so it became that is crazy. It became like a hard, a hardcore, like sort of gay thing to do, you know. Which is exactly how I think about it, frat boys. It's like the a lot of homoerotic tension, and <laughs> and binge drinking, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyway, so that was um, um, <clears throat> how did I start talking about that? How did we, how did we even get there? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so here we are in episode two, and oh, the editing. So I was editing through all this stuff, and um, it was so humiliating to hear how many times I said the word like. Because before we did the episode, I took a little tiny hit of some pot in my house, because every once in a while, that's fun. And I was in this total celebratory mood, because we were doing it, we are doing the podcast, and we are you know, talking to my brother, and it was super fun, and... It's like, I'm going to hit some pot, you know? And so, <laughs> so I hit the weed. And then uh, and then I said, like, a thousand times. So, like, you know, like, you know, like that. So. Yeah. That was I, really I felt embarrassing like, later. I, I felt like I did the same thing, but with, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know. That's also a yeah. California thing, you know, see? <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> but, um. Oh, all in all, I think we did a decent job for the first time. And if and if you're just tuning into us now, you should go listen to that uh, inaugural episode to hear how bad it was, or uh, how decent it was. We do, you know, and you you Brian brought out a bunch of good information for people with uh, what was coming out on Netflix in September, and um, so it wasn't. It was informative, and it was kind of fun to listen to. Well, you know, I didn't smoke any weed, but <laughs> I did do some, I did do my share of drinking, and yeah, well, we were kind of partying. Yeah, we I mean, were hanging was, out over it was long distances. It was definitely a good time, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, I I felt like as as the night went on, you know, I uh, yeah. I felt myself having senior moments at a at a at a more rapid clip. Um, yeah, from the alcohol. Yeah, and that that's definitely a side effect. So yeah, I mean, it, it, but like you said, I mean, all in all, I, I I'm not embarrassed by that and at I, all. And and I, you know, I remember that I cursed. I was getting drunk too, I think, but I I cursed at Botox. Like I I I damned Botox, and I I'm kind of proud of myself for doing that. So yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that. You can. You could do that every episode. I don't think anybody's gonna give a shit for that. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's one of those one of those vanity things that everybody uh, most somebody people has, don't understand. Somebody has know? to say it, dude. Somebody has to say it. Hey, man, there's a lot. I yeah. you know I'm not gonna name names, man, but there's there's thirty something year old women that are using that shit on the regular. It's, it, yeah, it's and no. There's it's, there's even more. There's even more fifty year old women sure, on the reg. It's, fucking, it's just not necessary, man. I just yeah. I really want to encourage the women. We don't need we don't need it. Don't do that. It's botul yeah. it's botulism. It's, you know, not cool. Anyway. Not cool. Not cool at all. But who are we to judge? Yeah. Right? Whatever. Um, yeah. So what do I know? Yeah, we don't know shit. We're just <laughs> a couple dudes that like want to talk about movies and have an excuse to talk to each other and that's really basically <laughs> what this is about um so do you want to 
what do you think? Should we take a break before we get to the 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 five badasses, or do you have anything to add, or what? What are you thinking, Brian? Well, I you know it, there is one other thing I want to add. You know, I I I I got a little feedback from from episode one, and and there's a couple things that uh, that I want to clear up. Um, I caught a lot of shit for uh, for putting Rogue One as my number two in the Star Wars franchise, and I will say no, 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 no. You put the Force Awakens. As number Force two. Awakens. I'm sorry. Rogue I'm One sorry. is coming out soon with Donnie Yen in it. Donnie Yen is a Jedi, dude. Right. Oh. Right. No, that I'm, I, I'm I gonna totally be there. Misspoke. I'm gonna be there like three days early on that. By the way, I'm gonna put, pitch a tent for that shit. <laughs> no, you're not. It's Donnie. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know you. But, I know you better than that. That's I know, happening. but <laughs> I know it, you're right. But, but no, it's Donnie I, Yen, I, man. I, it is Donnie Yen, and you know he's he is the man. I do love me no some Donnie Yen. But anyway, so you got shit for saying Force Awakens is number two, as you should have. Yeah, I, I well, you know. And I, I had to, and I'm, I'm not trying to qualify what I said, because I said what I said, and I'll stand by it. <laughs> However, I will say that that when you, when you strip the nostalgia out of it, and you, you look at those movies for what they are... Um, Obviously, there's a 40-year gap in between them, but that was my only, you know, that's where I was coming from. I wasn't trying to down, I mean, there was, there was, a, there was no bigger Star Wars fan than me when I was eight years old, seeing that shit for the first time and my mind exploding. Oh, for sure. As I, as I watched it in the theater, my only point was that. I know, you made, you, know, you made it to the, you're part of the theater generation. Oh, yeah. What a privilege. No, I get, I get dropped <laughs> off as a kid, and you know we we theater hop and we'd spend all day there. Oh yeah, you know. Well, which yeah. Is remember, remember not a good thing. But remember, uh, nah, it's good. Remember when they uh, remember when they did the the whole you know uh, what do you call that when they re release it and they kind of glossed it up and they put some CG in it and it was it was the nineties man when they when they re released the um, the the originals. You remember that? Yeah, and you know, I had a problem with that, and only because, you know, Lucas is one of the biggest, he was one of the biggest opponents of movie studios um, colorizing movies and changing stuff and doing all this and that, and then he goes and adds all this CGI and changes all these original movies, and it's like, well, wait a minute, what kind of a fucking hypocrite are you? Yeah, you know, you, you so lead lame. the charge. You lead the charge on on uh, on keeping it real. You yeah. know, keeping it original, yeah. and then you go and you know his excuse was, well, you know, I was the filmmaker, so I have license to do whatever I want with it. It's like, yeah, that's a fucking cheap cop out. That's just my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, I can see his point though. There, also, he had business reasons to do it, but um, my. What I was gonna say was that when that happened, I was a teenager. Me and all my homeboys were were like sixteen when they when that happened, and so we were clearly very stoked on that on that that was coming to town again, and uh, or that it was coming out in a theater. Like we had never seen Star Wars in the theater. We we're too young, and uh, so we we went and dude, we stood in the line for so long. And I, I don't know how we didn't get arrested back then, but we it was like. 
like five or six, you know, teenage boys, like 16 years old or so. And we were just sitting in this line with like straight 40s of Old English, like not even like in a bag, you know, like drinking the 40 of Old English in the line (laughs) and uh, with all these Star Wars nerds that are way older, you know, and then um, and younger. But we were the only ones drinking Old English 40s. And then uh, and then we we rolled up like a blunt that was like this enormous blunt. I had this friend that used to roll these massive blunts. And then we we're just <laughs> burning this huge blunt and drinking 40s right there in the line. I mean, that, that was that was before, you know, pot was OK. Right. It wasn't OK well- yet. It's only been okay for a few years, I feel like. Well, <laughs> you know? well in California, it was 90, 90, it was 90 something, 96, 97 when they legal, you know, when it became medical. But yeah, it took a long time for the cultural shift. But anyway, that, um, anyway, that just reminded me that it's really funny. Good. That's awesome. Good memories. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So, so go ahead. Let's. Let's throw it to a break, and uh, when we come back, top five ladies. Top five ladies. Cut the intro. And we're back. We're back. Cut the intro. Thanks. Thanks for sticking with us through our really long commercial break with all of our commercials. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it won't be so. It won't be so funny when we've got five ad breaks in there. <laughs> yeah, who will be laughing then? <laughs> um. So we're going to talk about the five most badass women in movies. Yeah, however, man. however Brian and I chose to interpret that. Yeah. We didn't really we didn't really line that up. We just told each other, let's pick our five favorite badasses. So that can mean a few things and we'll explain that. Brian, hit me. All right. So <clears throat> the way I kind of the way I interpreted this whole subject was um to me a badass is somebody that can just dispose of somebody with as little effort as possible um male or female it really hey i think that's a fair that's a that's definitely one of the attributes of a badass right i mean and i mean you could you could argue that you know a badass is somebody who gives zero fucks um but for that's me, a different kind of badass. That's that's a good point. Wow, this is like this is like learning ancient Greek, where like there's five <laughs> words for love, <clears throat> right? But no, for me, the way I interpreted that was just from a physical standpoint, um, somebody that can just just manhandle another person or just dispose of somebody with as little effort as possible. Um, so with that, my number five <laughs> was uh, from a movie called Iron Man 2 from 2010. Iron Man 2. And the, uh, the actress is Scarlett Johansson playing Nata- um, Natasha right. Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow. And for me, um, 
I could have put her anywhere in this list because I this scene is just so memorable for me, um, and this character really. But uh, for me, the scene where her and the dude from uh, from uh, oh god from Swingers, what's his name? Anyway, Vince, Vince Vaughn. No, not Vince Vaughn. The other one, the the fat the fat guy with with no self esteem. Uh, oh, turn um, turn director. Anyway, uh, it really doesn't matter. The, yeah. the limo driver, right? He's the limo driver. So so they go into the they go into the they go into the they go into the office building and they're you know there's you know I don't know what ten armed guards waiting for him, and they just start laying waste to these people. Well, one of them starts laying waste to these people, and one of them really struggles with these people. And there's this long, drawn-out scene that seemed like it took about 10 minutes. But at the climax of this scene, which was so awesome, um, dude, dude finally deals with his, his one guy. He says, I got him! He shots out at the top of his lungs, I got him! And uh, he turns around, and there's just bodies strewn everywhere with, uh, with one guy hanging from the ceiling, gasping for 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 breath and i just i think of that scene all the time and i've got a i've got a soft spot for scarlett johansson and i can't really explain it but well she's she's definitely my she's she's been my hall pass for a long time yeah yeah right well i mean scarlett is um she's really beautiful she's really really smart you know like seeming anyway yeah and yeah, she she kind of she carries that uh, that whole Hollywood star charisma thing really well, and she's just a list, you know. Like she's she's in charge, man. Yeah. So I f- I feel you, Scarlet. She's a boss for sure. Her name's Scarlet, man. <laughs> I can't fuck with that. No, dude. You know, <laughs> and she gets like she gets like twenty million dollar paychecks. <laughs> It's crazy. Well, I think just about everybody on this list gets that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Or has at one time. Except for my number one, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good pick. So my number five. Um, that was my number five. Good pick. Um, okay. My number five. We're going to go in order this time because, um, well, when I wrote it, I didn't. Um, okay. My number five would be also... Uh, tall Uma Thurman who played the bride aka Beatrix Kiddo good in uh, Kill Bill good pick yeah total revenge fantasy you know I mean everybody's seen this movie right I mean I I think anybody that bothers to listen to a podcast about movies is probably pretty into Quentin Tarantino films um so Kill Bill is not going to be a, anybody's uh, big surprise. Uh, here, I wouldn't but, think so. No. But a lot of a lot of um, a lot of uh, a lot of people think that movie is um, too violent, and um, you know that movie kind of got a lot of shit. But I really I really liked the uh, Quentin Tarantino. I really appreciate what I appreciate about him is that he does make art in movies for sure. I think, but then in my opinion, but he also doesn't restrain from just having a really good time in making film and like making something that is super fun to watch and kind of indulge in this, like the fantasy of 
of whatever the story is. You well, know? he's he's almost like the the king of the throwbacks, you know. Yeah, I mean uh, Jackie yeah. Brown and uh, what's the yeah. other one he did? The uh, oh god, here we go. Uh, but uh, he's he he loves he. Uh, uh, this is an obvious throwback kung fu movie, right? Oh sure. Well, it's like yeah, he's paying homage to it to the genre, and then I mean yeah, the villain is David Carradine, right? Which I'm sure wasn't on accident. You know? No, no way. I <laughs> uh, so remember the kung fu. I mean, there's the kung fu, but then did you do you remember in the in the late '80s, early '90s when the kung fu The Legend Continues was airing on TV? I do not. I do not. Kung remember fu, that. dude. Talk about some B movie uh, or B television rather. Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. That, that was so hilarious, man. Like David Carradine was was old, and you know he was never a martial artist in the first place, and so he was already kind of incapable of this shit but there'd be scenes in that thing where you know he was probably filming filming that in his 60s and or so but he would step behind a curtain you know when the villain came and then another person's foot would like do the kick for behind the curtain oh nice so so (laughs) funny dude but anyway i mean can we can we agree that that david carradine wasn't asian in any way but he he still managed to pull off that role as grasshopper yeah, I know Grasshopper got a cult following, and I don't know if that's because of David Carradine's kind of general like weirdness, or or if that was because I of think, the nature of the of the story. I, I think I think Carradine's weirdness kind of came out later. I feel like it it wasn't really yeah. it wasn't really realized until until the way, legend continues. Well, well, maybe, but I mean, way after <laughs> the fact that you know yeah. anybody knew yeah. who he was. But well, that was supposed to be Bruce Lee's role, man. Yeah, I I didn't know that until you mentioned it. Um, yeah, before in the yeah, first show. Yeah, in the first one that we had to scrap. Yeah, uh, but yeah, thanks to thanks to Zencaster, yeah. which you should never ever 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 use. Yeah. Brought to you by Zencaster. <laughs> Brought to you by fuck Zencaster. <laughs> um, so <coughs> yeah, and another thing, oh. another thing worth mentioning. With respect yeah. to uh, Tarantino, is that he's an apparent foot fetish guy. I, I I'd never heard this theory before, but when I when I heard it posed to me, it it started making sense. And there was the obvious scene where she's, you know, in the pussy wagon trying to get her feet to come to life. And there was another <laughs> scene in Pulp Fiction, and I there were a couple <laughs> other examples that I'm I'm not remembering right now, but. Um, yeah. Oh, she's so, painting her. Doesn't she paint? Or she being Uma Thurman. Doesn't she paint her toes? And uh, there's like a big close up of her painting her toes, right? In Pulp Fiction, isn't there? I believe there is. Yeah. Yeah. Like when her character is being introduced, uh, and John Travolta has to take her out for a date, for the boss. Mm. Hmm. Um. Well, ma- maybe yeah. he does, and and maybe he just like um, like. Like Zuma's feet. Who knows? Well, that's the thing. I mean, she's got, she's kind of got some busted up feet. I mean, at the end of the day, they're not the greatest looking feet. And well, she's kind of tall and leggy and like Swedish looking. Right. So, 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 you know, you have some feet when you're that built like that as a woman. They're definitely not cute feet. You know, she's, uh, she's got some man feet. She's got some man feet. She's got, she's got man feet and she's got, she's got hairy toe knuckles and the whole bit. But, uh, 
Hey, kind of gotta respect that, dude. Yeah. I, hey, that that just that just for me that just uh, reaffirms her place on my list. She's got she's got shit tons. She's of, got some badass feet. She's got <laughs> shit tons of confidence in her feet. That's for sure. She, yeah, she's badass about her feet, dude. She's got. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but Kill Bill is not um, streaming that anywhere that I could find. Although it is available to rent on all the rental. Do do you ever use those like? You know, because YouTube has a really good one, iTunes and Google Play. Like you can throw out a couple bucks, and then, and then you get this like HD, you know, super nice version of the movie. I'm kind of loyal to Amazon. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You have the Prime, the Prime thing. Yeah. So I, I've got, you know, we we talked about this in the last well, episode. Well, it's on there then. I've, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got Amazon Prime loaded on my on my Roku, so. Yeah, anything that's not streaming somewhere. And that's the cool thing about Roku, too, is that you can search. And if it's right. available anywhere, it'll tell you. And if it isn't, then I, I typically I'll just I'll just hit the Amazon. If it's something I got to see, um, then I'll just I'll just pay the three bucks. And typically it's sure. a 48 hour HD rental. And you know, yep, yep. you've got 30 days to pull the trigger on it before the 48 hours starts. And it's, you know, it's a pretty right. good deal. So that's Super usually good, how I handle that situation. Me too. Um, so, but what I thought was interesting that right now on Netflix, um, on the Tarantino kick, Pulp Fiction is streaming, Django Unchained is streaming, which is one of my favorite movies. Reservoir Dogs is streaming, and Dust Dust Till Dawn. Nice streaming. It's all all that is streaming right now, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, the, the, all those. I mean, I I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, I, I'd be hard pressed to think of a, a Tarantino movie that I don't like, you know. Yeah, I don't think I could. Even the I Hateful just, Eight, just... which just came out this past year, I uh-huh. it caught a lot of shit, and I, I dug it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I, I just love how he makes movies however he wants, man. He doesn't really think about it too hard, as far as what you know. He, he thinks about what an audience would really dig on, and then he throws in his little messages and things he wants to do but um he's not real convinced by convention you know and he's also he also doesn't seem as a filmmaker to be very convinced by what he himself did before like he you know he switches it up yeah for sure so i appreciate i appreciate that dude's creativity man big time really fun movies to watch uh every time yeah and he manages to drop the n-word in just about every movie he does so there's that. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino is like barely a white man. I don't. Well, yeah, you know I mean, he, he's just. He grew up. I don't think he. I, didn't he grow? I don't up, think he. He grew up in Compton, didn't he? I mean. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't think he's ever really hung out with white people a lot. Maybe, maybe he had to when he was, you know, he started getting really wealthy and and in that kind of Hollywood scene. But I think his preferred scene is not uh, the white dude. Yeah. That's what it, it's always. I mean, that strikes me as uh, his story, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. He's like the eight mile of filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, your turn. All right, my uh, number four, uh, two thousand fifteen, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah, Charlize Theron. Imperator Furiosa. Yeah. Um, I, that was actually my favorite movie of 2015. 
And I oh. I bought that on Blu-ray the day it came out. And I just we actually saw that, if I remember right, my wife and I saw that at the drive-in. Um, and that's still a thing, so kids. Awesome. Kids, there's I, still such uh, a thing as a drive-in. Where, wait, in Idaho? No, in California. No, and uh, we saw it at the Rubido Drive-In in Riverside, California. And yeah. that was like our Sunday thing. At the time, I had Sundays and Mondays off. So our Sunday, Sunday night thing was we'd go to the, we'd go to the Rubido and we they you know whatever double feature they were playing that you know piqued our interest man we we'd get on it and it was so much fun i miss it uh, apparently there's one here locally but you know obviously we get snow here and rain and lots of other things so um, <laughs> i'd imagine yeah. it's a seasonal thing and that you know it'd be fun to if i if i ever hit the lottery i'd open a drive in i'd buy like an acre of land and Put some whoopty whoops in it and some speaker boxes and just go old school drive in and totally not, e- not, e- and not even the not even the broadcast to FM but like no, the actual no, speaker boxes. Fuck no, we do speaker boxes. I'd have the old school um, snack bar with the stale popcorn and the bad hot dogs and the. I don't think it's a bad idea, man. The cardboard pizza with the little playground in the back, you know, for the kiddos that aren't interested in whatever bullshit movie we'd be showing. And I'd show some yeah. bullshit. I would show like some some straight <laughs> up, like straight up stupid movies that were only, you know, movies that that only deserved to be shown at a fucking drive-in. I would totally curate, you know, the movies that would be shown and. <laughs> It would well, just be a total double features. It, oh yeah, double features for sure. And it would, you know, I do well, like like two for I, one Wednesdays, and oh, it'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Can I tell you something, dude? It, you don't need to win the lottery to do that. All you need to do is find a um, is you find a landowner that's got a like that inherited from his you know father and his and his like and this land's been the, paid off for a hundred years. Who's got like eighty acres? Who uses none of it? And then you just rent an acre yeah and then well, it costs almost nothing i'm just you know i'm just saying it's not well i'd have to, this is not i have not that far-fetched you know if you really wanted to do a driving yeah, you could do that well then you'd have the i mean not to get into the logistics of it but i mean you'd, you'd need to build a screen you'd need to yeah you'd need a decent projector You'd need a, yeah, I mean, a snack yeah, bar to, of some sort, and all that would cost money. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you, you you'd need to raise money, but you wouldn't need to you wouldn't need to win the lottery, is what I'm saying. And also, before your your snack bar was built, you could just make some deals with some local taco truck people. Oh yeah, for sure. Know what I mean? Yeah, let's do it. All right, project number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're saying Mad Max is better than The Martian, and better than Star Wars: The Force Awakens, other movies that came out, those came out in 2015 too, homie. All right, so it's in my top five. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so great. So go ahead. Her and tell, her. Tell us. Yeah, her and her uh, her her bionic arm and and uh, yeah, I mean she was just a consummate badass. What did you think of the original? Um, well. <laughs> That's the original was it was a coming of age movie for me, you know. When Mel Gibson was fourteen. Well, was he? I mean, he was. No, he wasn't really. Yeah, Um, it was like twenty. But no, I mean, Mad Max. When I was a kid, 
was a mind blowing movie. It was a it was a big deal. You know, there was nothing like that up until then. And yeah, Mad Max, Road Warrior, all that stuff. Thunderdome. Eh, I could have done without that one. Tina Turner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one uh, two men enter, one man leaves. Yeah, I could have done without that one. But no, the first two were you know, that was that that almost defined that the eighties, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. you know, something we're gonna talk about yeah, next week. Did. So Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be fun. Next week we talk about eighties movies. That and I'm gonna my list is gonna all be streaming and all really easily available. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep myself I'm gonna pigeonhole myself into this like really easy to stream thing. Yeah, and try and keep the John Hughes stuff to a minimum. That's my goal. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because there's, I mean, I mean, you know, John Hughes almost defined the 80s in yeah. terms of film, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to next week. Really looking forward to it. And I'm, I got my fingers crossed that there's a Freddy Krueger movie streaming. I, yeah, I, I, I check every once in a while. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think there is. If I think New, uh. New Nightmare might be streaming, but that would probably fall into the, into yeah, the later. 90s, you know. Yeah, later. Yeah. That's, that's not, those aren't the right ones. <clears throat> I know, I know, uh, uh, I think, I, think I want to say 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 might be streaming. Oh, um, that's, that's a worthy, that's a worthy pick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it would make my, I don't know if we're going to do a top 5 or just, just riff on 80s movies, but we haven't really talked about that, but. Um, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it's up in the air at this point, but we should we should make the podcast that doesn't do the top five the only podcast ever made that doesn't do top five. Well, certainly the the only film podcast that doesn't do a top five. Yeah, we could call it the Scramble Six. The Scramble Six. There you go. <laughs> um. All right. So then, well, I'm gonna go to my four. Are we only on? Wow. Um. So my four would be. Michelle Yeoh, who plays Yushu Lien in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Solid. Anyway, I mean, I, I don't really have much more to say about it, other than um, I really loved that movie. Um, Chow Yun Fat, right? That yeah, that yeah, that was that was the first movie kind of of its kind where that whole fantasy kung fu thing kicked off where. Um, the cinematography in China, you know, hit this point where they had access to um, top of the line, you know, state of the art technology and 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 budgets, you know, like the production budgets were there, and and then um, it it, it, ju- it was just so cool how they 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 took that you know their creative like the manifestation of their resources, their creative resources was to do this like this chi power thing <laughs> where like where like <coughs> people are so full of chi that they're able to like you know defy physics and and um fight gracefully on the tops of a bamboo forest and i mean it's just so cool such a eastern use of technology and film you know i i I would, what I what I remember that movie, and I actually own it on DVD, but I haven't. I don't think I've watched it since I bought it on DVD. Mm-hmm. 
what I remember from that was it seemed like the first movie where they really used the whole um, lift wire thing to a whole new level, where oh, yeah. there's lots sure. of lots of walking on air and you know that sort yeah. of thing. And yeah, that's what I mean. And it it was the first movie where it almost seemed believable. Yep. Yep. You know. Well, yeah, because their their backgrounds and their you know, there's a lot of art happening in the, I mean, in the backgrounds and the settings are really cool. I mean, there's that scene where they're fighting and, you know, like flower petals are spinning everywhere. And wasn't that, wasn't that, those are flower petals, weren't they? When she fights the other, the other lady. Anyway. You're taxing my, my 46 year old memory. Yeah. There's a lot of really beautiful scenes in that that are like, uh, beautiful like on the eyes no it was it was definitely a a beautiful movie to watch and the other thing that i remember about that movie was that you know because it was it was all in cantonese i i had a hard time keeping up with the subtitles so i because <laughs> you're not a very fast reader. i'm not i'm not <laughs> evelyn woodhead you know i i right. i had to uh I had to opt for the dubbed version, and the Cantonese was, I mean, it's its a very abrupt language, let's be honest, you know? No offense to my Chinese brethren, but... Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had it's to... It's super, it's very different. It's definitely not Latin-based. No. No. <laughs> At all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I remember enjoying it, and I should probably revisit it. I own it. You know, there's no reason why I shouldn't. Yeah, it's a trippy movie. It's really, it's really trippy and pretty, and and Michelle Yeoh is a badass in it. And I feel like, I feel like um, kung fu movies are something that I don't, I don't, uh, I don't visit enough. So, I totally like Chinese movies right now. I mean, they they just keep getting better. China, you know, because uh, the torch of empire is slowly being passed to them, obviously, you know, from us. And so, well, so like, well, from, so a, as, from an economic standpoint, maybe, but. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, for well, for sure. And that, that's kind of what I mean is like, like, uh, their movies are just going to keep getting better. And so they've made some odd, dude, I mean, we'll talk about it, Yip Man in a minute, but. Or in forty minutes at this pace. Well, was that? <laughs> was that? Yeah, I guess that was Chinese, right? Mm. It was so Chinese, man. It was yeah. It was not in English. It was made in China. Super Chinese. Well, anyway, your turn, Michelle Yeoh. Okay, solid. Um, my number three is Kate Beckinsale in Underworld. The original Underworld, where she plays a character called Celine. Um, and this surprised me that you had never seen this, or any of them. Um, I know, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen any of them. No, you need to, you need to do yourself <laughs> I, a favor. I, yeah, this is my admission. I've never seen any of them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thir- yeah, 13 years ago. You definitely... And I think... God, I want to say... And I, I think we went through this last time, but I think there's been, I don't know, what, four or five of them? Is that when they came out? Or, oh wait, 2003. What was I doing in 2003 where it made it so I didn't see that? 
You're getting married and having kids, I think, at that point. Oh, you? yeah, that was, um, I was almost doing that. That's when I um, first, yeah, moved in with my now ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I was all high on that junk. Yeah. <laughs> not, that'll, not going to movies, apparently. <laughs> that'll that'll learn you. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. That's an under. That's an understatement. <laughs> but no, I it, Underworld Underworld is one of those movies where if it's on, I could be just channel surfing, and if I'm like just skipping through the guide, and it's showing on FX or wherever, it's one of those movies. It's like it's almost like Tombstone or or Escape from New York or. <clears throat> you know, Man. it's one of those classics where yeah, I don't you can't turn it off. <clears throat> I don't care if it's an hour in. I'll just I'll tune in and just watch the whole yeah. fucking thing. I mean, I just I'm with you on Tombstone too. By the way, I totally feel you. If it's like that, I want to I want to see it. Yeah, no, it's 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 right up there with the, a modern day classic for me. And awesome. and she's I mean she's so I mean she's easy on the eyes obviously, but she you know she's such a badass in this movie. And that whole series. I mean, she's just, you know, she just kills it. She kills it all the way around. And uh, worthy of the number three spot for me. So Awesome. Yep. Is it streaming anywhere? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go, <laughs> streaming fans. Pony up your fucking three bucks and, you know. Wait, is it on, yeah, is it on the Amazon Prime even? No, it's not there either. I don't believe so. I I did a search for all my movies, and I was really embarrassed because I I I did a you search. <laughs> I did a search, and of the ten movies uh-huh. that are on my list, there's only two that are actually <laughs> streaming right now. And the last one that we talked about, Mad Max Fury Road, is actually on HBO. If you have, if you're a HBO yeah. subscriber, it's it's streaming on HBO. But yeah. there you go, get info. <clears throat> get info. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Not not too cool. It's just a matter of time, man. It's a matter of time. It's kind of like when, um, I mean, all these will be streaming eventually. It's just kind of like when, um, you know, when George Lucas was clutching to the Laserdisc. And it took him forever to release Star Wars on DVD. Right. I think a lot of these studios are, you know, when they have this, like, killer movie, they don't, they don't want to let it stream. But that's, that's just, that's just not going to last much longer, man. Well, you know, one thing we didn't really talk about... Last week is that, you know, as many as there are, as many movies as there are that drop on Netflix and all these other streaming services, there's just as many movies that drop off. So it's almost as important to know what's leaving these streaming services as there is to know what's coming. So yeah, that's a good point. Let's say you know maybe there's something on that list that you haven't gotten around to seeing. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, it might oh not no. be on there next month. Yeah, you know, a week from now, it might not be there. So, right, you know, right. now's the time. If it's at the end of your, at the end of your queue or your list or whatever, you know, yep. maybe seek it out before it goes away. Because who knows when it's coming back? So, right, yeah. So, and I should, <clears throat> I, I, and I, I, it definitely, you know, we're gonna. You know, once we get our website up and going, we're gonna have all that info up there. You know, all this we'll have a calendar for for every streaming service. What's what's coming? What's leaving? Because that's that's huge. One stop. Yeah, that's great information. That's great yeah. information. Yeah. 
Um, so you're number three? Okay. Is that where my we're number at? Three, yeah, yeah. My number three um, in the list of women uh, would have to be Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity in The Matrix. Sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, just so... Such a great character. Um, and she nailed it. Um, it's also kind of weird to talk about for me because she... Um, she employs my girlfriend, but um, Carrie Ann does not Trinity. Trinity is a character, fictional, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but the actress. Um, Your girlfriend works for Trinity. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> she does. Um, but well, yeah, she's this really, really cool, really cool woman. Um, but anyway. Uh, Trinity, you know, obviously the character, um, I mean, the Matrix would not be that the Matrix without that. I mean, I, when I think of those movies, like, you know, Neo is the one and everything, but, um, in the like hero in the hero thing, um, in storytelling, she is totally this co-hero figure in that whole story, like the whole thing you know trilogy well she sets the stage i mean she's got the yeah. opening scene i mean the opening scene and totally dude. i mean that i i don't i i i defy you to 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 find an opening scene that's more memorable than the opening scene to the matrix where she just God, totally lays waste to all those you know pretend cops that come in and try and yeah you know take her down yeah um and yeah such a great scene and she's yeah. actually my number two so. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, and she just, I mean, yeah, she just carried that, that She in a lot of ways, she carried that movie. And Keanu was awesome, for sure, but she brought this whole, her character brings this, like, this strength and this surety, and, you know, he's always wondering, who am I? I'm not really the one. Am I the one? I should ask the Oracle, you know? And, he, and he's just, like, on this quest for self-knowledge, but she, she absolutely knows you know, like the cause is clear, and he is the one, and she's this really cool character. Well, anyway, and she nailed it, and so she and she and she. I mean, I love science fiction too, and you know, Carrie Ann has this um, this place in science fiction forever now in movies. Abs- you know, ab- like absolutely, yeah, like really, like maybe at the top of the list if you were to talk about you know women in science fiction, although. Um, well, Gravity came out, so maybe not. Maybe she should be at number two now. Yeah, I don't know about that. Gra- yeah, no, no. <clears throat> Gravity I, was more like a more like a spiritual meditation than like an actual science fiction movie. I think. But, I think Sigourney Weaver would have something to say about that. Oh uh, yeah, Sigourney. Well, she's my number two, man. Oh, whoops. Well, that's all right. We can talk about yeah. that because you, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, is my number two. So we can totally just dive Do right have- into that. Yeah, do you have anything else to say about Carrie Ann Moss and Trinity and The Matrix? Other than it changed, I mean, that movie changed my life. I mean, I, you know, that that movie was just, that was so groundbreaking for the time. I mean. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It, it, just such a fun movie to watch. And when and when you're when you're talking about, you know, movies like Tombstone that show up on TV and you just kind of stumble upon it for whatever reason and you watch it through the end, that's totally The Matrix for me, man. Like, if The Matrix... I don't care what I'm doing. Like if I'm in Mexico, if I'm like in Ensenada and I, and I'm hungry and there's, you know, an amazing smoked Marlin taco two blocks away and I, and I want to go eat it. 
but if the if the Matrix comes on and I'm and it's like an hour in, I'm still just gonna wait and I'm gonna watch the Matrix, and then and then go get the taco. I'll do you one better. <laughs> I'll do you one better. If if one of the whack ass sequels are on. Oh yeah, uh, totally, dude. I love those. I'll watch, I love the wacky. Sequels. I'll watch the sequels. I, it, no, they yeah. they suck, but they don't. I mean, they're. You know, and then they get all esoteric and weird with, like, the dude in the train, you know, which I still haven't really figured out. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy in the train who, like, brings the artificially intelligent avatar, our avatars in and out of the Matrix or some shit. I mean, I don't, you know, that was weird and kind of esoteric and heady and probably unnecessary for that movie, <laughs> but... Yeah, I like those movies. Yeah. And Carrie Ann was just killer in them, dude. She was so good. Yeah. Oh, she killed it. She killed anyway. it. Yeah. yeah. Are we to number one? Oh, no. We were on to your number two. Well, Sigourney Weaver. Um, oh, with, right. Uh, yeah, with Alien, the original, 1979. The, the original. Nice. Yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah. When she played, yeah, Ripley and... Um, but you know what? I don't. I don't love that movie. I mean, I've seen it a few times, and I and I recognize kind of the role that she played in it, and how in 1979 I would imagine that that wasn't really normal to have this really like badass woman kind of in the in in the lead role, uh, you know, with the big guns and the you know the whole survival thing, but. Well, I could almost I, I could almost argue that in the sequel in Aliens, she was a bit more of a badass than she was in the first one. I mean, the the first one she was a little more vulnerable. Um, they weren't really there for that. They weren't there to you know to to kick ass and take names. And in Aliens, I mean, that was the stated goal. I mean, that was right, the right. whole point of their being there was to investigate some aliens. what the fuck <laughs> happened on the, you know, in the, in the, in the name of, you know, the big corporation that, that had this vested stake in, in terraforming and all this other bullshit, you know? Right. Um, right. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Sigourney Weaver definitely was a a trailblazer in the in the in the sense that I mean she I mean I I guess you could almost argue that 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 uh, Carrie Fisher kind of did that in the sci-fi genre prior but I don't know I mean she wasn't I wouldn't classify her as a badass she was more of a bitch you know yeah <laughs> she wasn't really badass I mean she was um this like privileged rebel, right. right? Which is kind of badass, but it's not super badass. No, it's not kick-ass, take names kind of badass. No. So. Um. Yeah. So where where are we at? We're at number one. We're at number one. Yeah, my number one is uh, probably gonna. I'm probably gonna catch some shit for this, but um, there is a movie called Serenity. From 2005, it was a... I would classify it as like a, uh, a sci-fi western. And it's a, <laughs> it's a story of some bootleggers that take on a, uh, a doctor and his, his little sister who has uh, these weird kind of traits and abilities that kind of 
that kind of um, become known as the movie goes on. Um, but the name of the actress is Summer Glau. And uh-huh. the character she plays is River, or River Tam. And it's directed by Joss Whedon, who has a a bit of a history in Hollywood. He um, he wrote he wrote all of the Buffy the Vampire, um, most um. of it, and uh, he wrote uh, what's the other one, Dear, that you're totally into Angel and Angel. Angel. Thank you. Thank you, Angel? dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she, she, for me, I mean, she was the most, I, when I was putting this list together, um, there's a few scenes in this movie where she just goes full tilt badass. And um, it was an easy choice for me. And I know you haven't seen this movie yet. I know I haven't seen it. I'm Right now I'm dinking around online and I'm looking at the... Uh, the really cool like art for the Serenity deck plan. So Serenity the ship. Yeah, yeah. Serenity was the name of the ship. Um, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was a. It was actually a, a series. I want to say it was on Sci-Fi, and I'm just. Well, boot bootlegging is cool. I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, but it it was um, it was it was a series on on on. Uh, I want to say it was on Sci-Fi, but it, it had a, a super big cult following. And huh. it kind of ended abruptly. I, I don't know why it got canceled, but it got canceled for whatever reason. And they ended kinda up like Jericho. Yeah, and they, they they ended up optioning it for a movie, and it got turned into this this movie that I got turned on to. I didn't. I it was totally off my radar. I'd never seen Firefly, um, but a buddy of mine, he's like, dude, you need to check this out. And uh, I I fell in love with it. And I, I've probably seen that movie, I don't know, probably a dozen times. I, I, went, I, I got into a, a phase where I was like, oh, yeah, check this movie out. You know? Yeah, you do that. You oh, tend yeah, to do sure. that. It's like, oh, have oh, you, have you ever seen Serenity? Oh, no. What the fuck is that? Oh, 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 you're about to find out. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, I do that too. And then, you, <laughs> and then you just have fun watching people mm-hmm. react to, to how they see this movie. And it was... It was for for me it was it was that kind of a movie and and River was just I mean just I mean she was a consummate badass. I mean for yeah for this category she totally fits it. And yeah. you definitely need to check it out. Spent drop that three hey. bucks, brother. And it's not see. it's not streaming. It is well, it's not streaming for free, but you gotta rent it with it, uh, yeah. YouTube or any of the yeah. other iTunes. Google yeah. Plus or whatever. Yeah. Google Play. Google Play. Do your thing. Drop your three yeah, bucks. Yeah. You you won't regret it. It's a great little movie. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. So my number one is uh, um, Linda Hamilton, man, uh, as Sarah Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Can't argue. All day long, man. Yeah. The most badass woman on, on in, in movies, I think. Yeah. That's tough to argue that. And... Uh, she was just super raw. Kind of the same thing, you know, you were saying with Alien, how Aliens was when Sigourney got really hardcore, and uh, the same would be true with the Terminator series, you know, franchise, where in the first one, she was more of a victim, and then in the second one, she learned how to 
you know, she spent all, you know, we, we follow up with her later and she spent all this time learning how to make her son into a world military leader and, you know, savior, savior of humanity. And, uh, she's got weapon caches and all these hardcore boyfriends and, you know, right, right. And, uh, she's got a plan to blow up, uh, Cyberdyne and, um, she's in a mental institution and doing like tons of chin-ups and she's super ripped and skinny and, and pissed off and, you know, so yeah, great, great character. Well, I'd be super ripped and pissed off if I was married to James Cameron too, just for the record. (laughs) (laughs) He's off, he's off looking for the Titanic or something at that point, I think. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) Well, that concludes um, Cut the Intro, Episode 2, Part 1, where we discuss the top five female badasses in movies and tell you where you can see them. And uh, stay tuned and subscribe to the podcast. Um, Next, we will uh, come out in a couple days here with Episode 2, Part 2, the top five male badasses. Thanks so much for listening. This is Cut the Intro. And uh, we'll get back at you soon. Peace out.